Today is Legacy Sunday, and if you're newer, or this is your first time, this is the Sunday of the year where we spent actually leading up to this the last couple of weeks just talking about some of the things that God's laid on our heart, uh, both for literally for, for decades, but also new things that are coming up that we have a strong year-end uh, push financially to, to fund all the things that God's put on our heart. And so uh, that's what this is about today. And you probably saw a bunch of stuff on your uh, chair. We weren't saving uh, the chair or trying to keep them all. We just Let me just take a moment. If uh, At the end of the service, we're going to have an opportunity to give. If you're coming prepared to give financially already, um, and uh, no pressure at all, honestly, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, but this is the envelope. If you want a tax-deductible receipt, you put that in there, how much money you're giving today. And then secondly, there's another card here called a pledge card, which is that right there on the back of it, what I'm believing God for in 2020. I want to encourage you to actually put some things down and begin to ask God what he would love to do in and through your life this year. We believe in the power of prayer. I've seen and talked with people as they put something down and for for a year just prayed that God would move for them. They've seen it happen. They've seen God move and and move things. They're 100% of the prayers that you don't pray. They don't they rarely will get answered. We think, "Oh, God will know." But the Bible tells us to pray. And the more that we pray, when we pray first, we give God an opportunity to come into our situation. You might be praying that you will be free from anxiety. You might be free that you, or be praying that you would get a new job. You might be praying for marriage reconciliation. Whatever it is, that you put that on and you will take this home with you and pray for that. And secondly, as the other part, it says, my legacy pledge, that you would write down something that you're planning to give over the next 12 months towards some of the things that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and you will give a tear off the bottom. just like that, and then you tear it off and put it in an envelope just with an amount on there. And you'll notice there's no place for your uh, name on there because here's the important thing. We are not going to harass you to, to make your pledge. That's between you and God. We don't track it, and that's something very intentional because I don't want to ever get in the space of where you're like, he knows I made a pledge, and when I come on Sunday, I haven't made it, and then you're ducking and avoiding me because of... <laughs> no, it's between you and God. That's how I want to keep it. All right. So it's, it's a great day. It's an exciting day. It's a, not always an easy day from the perspective of talking about finances, but I don't mind talking about it because I know what God wants to do through us as a family, that there's more that we can do together than we can separately. Uh, when I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't like the dark. Uh, I, when I was a child, I would often wake up in the night uh, in, into the pitch dark and be absolutely terrified at all the imaginary shadows uh, that you would see moving around. I don't know about you, but the house creaks the loudest at night. Anybody else found that out before? You're a child and you're like dying. Ah, somebody's coming to get me and it's nothing at all. Uh, when, when I had children of my own, I understood a little bit more of what my parents had to go through. I have one of my children who had, much like me, uh, is she a light sleeper. Mode, yeah, stealth mode through the dark, could be a ninja, uh, would come. And I would be sleeping peacefully. And all of a sudden, even though I haven't opened my eyes yet, I could feel somebody. <laughs> I don't know anybody else ever felt that. You ever feel someone's watching you? And I would open my eyes and look, and there's a little child. <laughs> Not saying a word, just looking into my soul. <laughs> 
in the dark. <laughs> what do you need? I just couldn't sleep. Uh, now I won't sleep for the rest of the night because my heart's at 180 And they came to your side of the bed, not yes, my side of the bed. They know not to come to the mom's side of the bed. I don't know, as well as when we, maybe you did this as we recently went through our time change and now it's getting dark at five o'clock. How many of you in that first week said to somebody, I saw some comedian on this, it's so true, that at like five o'clock you're like looking outside, look how dark it is, it's five o'clock. And you say to someone else, whoa, it's five o'clock, can you believe how dark it is? How many of you did that this week or the week before we did? Can we believe it? It happens every year and still we're like so amazed that it gets dark. And soon we're coming into that wonderful time of the year where it'll be dark when you go to work and dark when you come home or school. It's fantastic. Not, Not at all. For some though, it becomes nearly unbearable and affects them like you almost get the seasonal affective, affective disorder, which um, some people call SADS. It's dark earlier. You don't feel as good. It's colder. It's foggier. So what do we do in the dark in the winter? We don't stop living. We turn on the light. We turn on the light. And the heater in the car, and we head out, and we live. And we visit our friends, and we go to dinner, or we go to earn a living, or... And then when we get home, we turn on the lights. Uh, unless you're in my home growing up. Why did you turn on the light? Who left the light on? It's still, it's a, it's a dad thing. There's something that comes on you later. <laughs> but you turn on the light because life would become far too small if we simply let darkness That's rule right. the day. Yeah. And today, darkness is usually a metaphor for difficulty, for confusion, for moral decay, for brokenness. We live in a time that seems in many ways to be very, very dark. More slaves now than any other time in history throughout the world. The darkness of Metro Vancouver where hundreds of thousands of people face an eternity with fear and uncertainty, unaware of the good news of Jesus. The darkness of family breakup. The darkness of people suffering and being, debilita or being debilitated by anxiety and loneliness and depression. The darkness where drug overdose uh, drug overdoses take nearly three people a day just in our province in greater Vancouver because they can't deal with the pain of their life and so they go to drug and alcohol and let me say this I was talking with someone this week and we made it had a discussion how that nobody ever grows up dreaming to be an addict nobody ever grows up dreaming to throw their life away in in that way but sometimes the pain of life is go so great and what they've gone through is so deep that they simply find the only way is to escape it because the darkness is closing in on them. The darkness of children, whether in Africa or Surrey, struggling to know that they're important and that they're valued and their, their identity is not based in their behavior or what they have or don't have, but in how that God created them. So what do we do in the face of darkness in our world? Some want to retreat from the darkness and pretend it's not there. Others just curse the darkness and the people in the darkness. But we are called to be a church that turns on the light. We don't stop, high, we don't stop living. We don't hide. We turn on the light. And it all started because Jesus came, the light of the world. The Bible says in John 1.5, this is a record of Jesus. Uh, before he came, it said that the light shines in the darkness. Somebody say shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 
The light shines in the darkness, in your darkness, in our darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. It's never going to snuff out the, the light that Jesus brought into the world because Jesus is the light of the world that has come into the darkness of our world and into places where sin has abounded. Grace of God, the goodness of God, has much more abounded. In places where there's brokenness, the goodness and the light of the gospel through Jesus has come into places of darkness and is pushing back ever more the darkness in our world. It's not going to be overcome. While we were sinners, he died for us. Any darkness in us can be broken through the light of Jesus in us. And listen how Jesus, the light of the world, describes those who follow him. Because it did not end with that moment. It was the beginning of something. Jesus came to inaugurate a new season, a new uh, season of light, a new time of once and for all to, to bring light into darkness. And he said this to his followers who were gathered. He said, you are the light of the world. He was the light, and he came, and when we surrender our lives to him, we become a light through, through his light. We display the light of God to the world. You are the light of the world. Somebody say, I'm the light. I'm the light. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the home. He's using this, an analogy to show what happens when we live for God. And then he goes on to describe exactly how it flows. In the same way, let your light shine. Somebody say, let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. And somebody going to start singing, this little light of mine, I'm going to. Let the pastor preach and the worship people sing. Okay. Let it shine. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When is the light needed most? When it's dark. So I'm super excited that the light of the world, Jesus is working in and through so many of you mm -hmm. to bring light into dark places. Okay. That this is not a time of hopelessness. This is not a time to retreat. That's this right. is not a time to quit. This is a time to evermore say, the light of the world is inside of me, That's and right. he's called me to be a light in the world. And Jesus draws a straight line between the light, being a light, and doing good deeds. It's not, oh, what does it mean to be a light? He says, let your light so shine before men. How? That they may see your good deeds. In other words, there's an action associated with it. The church, the people of God have always been at their best when their faith inspires action. When there's a response to the goodness of God in our life that causes us to be a move in the goodness of God through our life. There has always been a connection between Christian faith and action when the church is healthy. Because it's the church in many parts of the world that started the first hospitals. It's the church that started orphanages. It's the church that went after the disadvantaged and the lonely. It's the church that provides family for the orphans. It's the church, and always the church, when the church has been at its best, has not simply been content with knowing the light or having the light, but displaying the light. In fact, one writer, James, the half-brother of Jesus, said this, faith without works is dead. If you have faith, say, I'm a follower of Jesus, but there is no works with it, then the Bible says, 
Jesus says through James that it's dead. Your faith has little to no meaning if there's no corresponding action through it. And more than ever, the world needs to see the goodness and the light of God through the actions of men and women who call themselves followers of Jesus Christ. There is darkness, but there is a light in me. There is darkness, but there is a light in you. There is darkness, but there is a light in the church in our city. There is darkness, but there is a light in Canada through the churches of Jesus. And I stand and will live and die doing my best to stand for light of the gospel in the world. Doing my best and our best to motivate every one of us to say, God is in me, and if God is for me, who can be against me? That God could use my life to make a difference in the world. It's not either or, oh, I'm going to have faith, or I'm going to do good works. It's both and. We're a people of faith and believe that Jesus is transforming our lives and is making all things new within us. And because of that, he can make all things new in our world through us. The light of the world. But where is the light of Jesus shining through Horizon Church? And we cannot possibly show you all the ways and details of every place. However, today we want to give you a small sampling of the way that many of you are helping to leave a legacy of lives touched and an opportunity for all of us to be part of a legacy of, that will outlive us. Thank you for letting your light shine. One of the local missions that we support is Night Shift Street Ministries. They have grown greatly since they began with a focus on people caring for people through outreach, through counseling, education, and transitional housing. Our main contribution is that we have a team that goes every Friday night, and you all help to supply approximately 5,000 meals every year. And Alpha for Prison Visitation, we have volunteers that regularly visit and share the love of Jesus, befriend, and bring treats to the inmates at Surrey Pretrial Center. Regularly seeing people surrender their lives to Jesus. Regularly putting a seed of hope into people that feel like there is no hope. On top of that, I went to a tour uh, this last week and popped in in the mental health nurse office. And she knew where I was from or found out where I was from, Horizon Church. And she was practically pleading with me, can you send people to just talk with these inmates? They are lonely. They have been forgotten and abandoned. There's no skills required. Just need somebody who's willing to listen to people for a little bit of time. Yes. They're desperate and they're hurting is what she said. And I said, well, I'll bring the message. Come on. Adopt a school. I know it's hard to believe sometimes when we look around us, but there are 24 inner city elementary schools in Surrey representing about 6,000 kids that are experiencing significant challenges across the board. I was at a conference on Friday, and I was talking to a lady from the Langley School District, and they said they're finding the same thing. Kids are coming to school hungry, and they're going home hungry. And more and more, the schools are taking on the act of helping to raise these kids. In partnership with the City Dream Center, we have the privilege of serving at George Vanier Elementary. We've been doing it for four years now. Every Christmas, we buy each and every child a gift. That's around 550 gifts every year. We supply hampers for families at Christmas time and in the summer, because kids are now eating more at the school than they get at home. And we light up the day often for the teachers by just bringing them coffee and treats in those moments where Holy Spirit prompts us. And they're like, how did you know that we needed that today? Mostly though, we simply love 
with no strings attached. And we let our light shine. Speaking of shining, we hosted our first Night to Shine prom night for people with disabilities. This is in 2018, and we had 60 guests come, and it was a fantastic, fantastic night. Then in 2019, February of this year, we had 150 guests with these people with disabilities and their families as well on top of that. But right now here, which is this, what is it, November the 24th or so, not until February the 8th, I think it is Friday, that first Friday in February, um, we have another Night to Shine coming, but we already have 99 guests registered right now for our event. And we're on... And we are anticipating there'll probably be 200, 250, but let's watch this video. Five hundred and eighteen thousand four hundred and sixty-seven. There are 518,467 people living in our city today. Over 500,000 mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, aunts and uncles, friends and strangers, all in our one city. Matthew 5.16 says to let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In a city like ours, it can be a bit overwhelming at times to see how we can let our light shine. With such a vast number of people, it can be easy to forget how one person can ever make an impact. Maybe we forget one person can leave a legacy that lasts more than a lifetime. Someone has said that when we feel overwhelmed by the needs around us, to do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. In other words, see the one in the crowd, in the city. But we have heroes that visit prisoners. We have champions that serve food to the hungry. We give out hampers at Christmas. We serve in our local adopted elementary school, but still, the needs are so great, the challenges are loom large. For the past two years, we've seen the power of shining a light on the one. We have had the privilege of hosting Night to Shine, an event that celebrates people with developmental disabilities by giving them a night they will never forget. Each year, we have the opportunity to crown each guest as prom king and queen and celebrate them in the way that God sees them. Each one is important and loved. Because of your generosity, not one, but over 150 guests were celebrated at Night to Shine in February 2019. 150 families from our city were impacted by the legacy you chose to leave last year. And the legacy of that goes on, much further than just one night and one person. Do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. One parent last year wrote, you see, you didn't just have a night to shine. You started a movement. You made people see how we see our kids. You took away the stigma. I could talk for hours about how wonderful our kids are, but you all showed them. You made it so that our world has started to open up. You all made our world so much better. It wasn't just one night. You created a ripple in the water that will have an impact that will last forever. You see, legacy is so much greater than ourselves. The legacy we leave together will be greater than we create individually, but it starts with seeing the one. 
There are 518,467 people in our city. Every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters to God. Regionally and nationally, studies show and we believe that the best way to reach more people with the good news of Jesus is by revitalizing or planting new life-giving churches in all kinds of places. Horizon Church has three church plants that we directly oversee. There's Way, Truth, and Life Church Plant, which is led by pastors Rita and Yogesh G. They should stand. They should stand. Yeah. Come on, right stand there. up. Woo-hoo! Two years ago today, you were ordained, I think, right? Two years ago today. Yeah. They're doing an incredible job reaching out to people, primarily newer Canadians. Reaching the lost at any cost is their vision. This past year, they've had baptisms, baby dedications, home groups going, and additionally, Pastor uh, Rita and Yogesh have ministered in Fiji, New Zealand, Pakistan, and led a trip to Israel. Well, working full-time. <laughs> we also have Hindi Christian Fellowship, a Hindi-speaking Christian Fellowship, led by Pastors Shell and Sunila Singh, also in Surrey. Their reach is even bigger than their local church, though, they, because Pastor Shell is regularly on a local Hindi-language radio station, which I've never listened to. Uh, because I don't it. understand one word of it. <laughs> but additionally, they're, do, they're, they're doing that, but additionally, they're reaching out and assisting work beyond themselves in Fiji. And also, since Legacy Sunday 2018, we have partnered with Carl Amuzu to plant a new church called Foes, Foes Church, which meets in uh, Cloverdale and Langley. We also continue to maintain strategic partnerships with new or revitalized churches in Victoria, Vancouver, Surrey, and Langley. Let's watch this video. In Psalm 31, David writes, The righteous give generously. And your generosity last year supported multiple church plants and ministries in our region. City Collective Church in Langley recently celebrated their first birthday. Lead Pastor Jason Charles tells the story of how their original team of six moved from Calgary to Langley and started growing a community around a kitchen table found on Craigslist. That team of six grew to 46 by launch Sunday and on to 66 by the end of their first year. Attendance has grown to over 100 every week and community events attract more than 700. Supported by your generosity, City Collective Church are seeing life transformation within the homes of families across Langley and beyond. Families like the Ritchies, who had never attended church before, whose father was a professed atheist and who are now attending City Collective every Sunday, serving, giving, participating in community and soaking up the story of hope. Citizens Church in Surrey Central also celebrated their first birthday recently. 
Hey Horizon Church, it's Jason and Kelsey, and we are here uh, just wanting to give you an update from Citizens Church. Yeah, and this year has really been a year of firsts for us as a church. Yeah. Uh, we've had our first uh, dinner parties that we've thrown. We've had our first community groups gather. Our, our first Easter together, where we did a, an event in the city. We had over 400 people from our neighborhood come, and we made connections. And uh, as we've been experiencing all of these first, what we've seen is, is the things that God's put in our hearts start to bear some fruit in the people of our church. And Fos Church launched on September 29th of this year on the Cloverdale-Langley border with an intentional focus on depth of community. Lead pastor Carl Amuzu shared how one lady who had just moved to Metro Vancouver from Mexico turned up to one of Fos's family dinners on Thanksgiving and before leaving said she never imagined that on her first day in a new place she would find a community that embraced her as family. He tells of a couple who found themselves on a spiritually nomadic journey, connected with Fos on Facebook, came the week after launch with all their doubts and unbelief, and found hope. He shares how they are hearing stories of reconciliation and forgiveness, gratitude and compassion every week. In his own words, God is moving and it is beautiful. These stories, together with many others, demonstrate how your generosity is already transforming our region. But we're believing for more. With a new campus in Princeton on the horizon and a new church plant in South Surrey planned for September next year, imagine how your continued generosity could make a difference. Whether time, talent or treasure, we all have something to give. We all have a legacy. Yeah, you can clap. That's awesome. Awesome. Globally, Horizon supports local leaders to shine the transforming light of the gospel in their nations. We have four primary areas that we focus our ministry partnerships on. Rural pastors, widows and orphans, education, and persons with disability. In Kenya, we help widows and orphans towards self-sufficiency by purchasing cows and goats and providing animal husbandry education for them. You responded so well this spring. Uh, your generosity meant that we were able to purchase a motorcycle for them, which you think, what does that have to do with cows and goats? But there's going to be someone who will drive, and we have hired a vet to go around to all the stations where there are cows and goats to do preventive work uh, and also training work for the widows and their children to help animals last longer and survive longer. Uh, so you did that. That motorcycle, which is in, that's the actual motorcycle we bought, uh, and I drove it. It's fun. But... <laughs> Uh, but above that, your generosity uh, also allowed us to purchase some more cows and goats that will support more widows and their children, and also by providing milk for them to eat, milk for them to sell. And this is the funny thing. The waste from the cows goes onto their garden and makes their garden more productive. And then when it's all said and done, there's waste to sell. So who knew the cow can provide so much for them? So much. Uh, the Maguanya family in Uganda, we partner with them. Uh, their ministry is called Father's Heart Mobility. And they are in Uganda there to raise the profile and value of people with disabilities through education, empowerment, and mobility. Uh, we just had a team that we took there this summer. We also have the um, Enyawus 
in Nigeria and Pastor Charles in Ghana. We support them by supporting local church leaders or networks. In both of these nations, these leaders have networks of churches, they have orphanages, they have schools. In Nigeria, they also have a hospital. And we work with Ambrose and Linda as we, support, as we supplement the income of the doctor who actually treats patients in the hospital that is on their property, as well as keeping electricians employed so that they can keep power because power, the, government, the power they get from their country is unreliable. So we ha have partnered to find ways to help support them so that they will never be without power. And our partner in Ghana is Pastor Charles Niani. Uh, Actually, I went to Bible college with him, and he looks better than me now. Um, <laughs> but in both nations, our primary help, though, is to supplement the income of rural pastors and help their churches to become centers of transformation in their area by provide, and as well providing theological education through overseas gospel missions courses. Let's watch this global video. We are today in Bonieri, Ghana, and this is Pastor Reverend Charles Niani. And Pastor Charles, I want you to tell us a little bit about uh, the Rural Pastors Program that Horizon Church helps with. Uh, rural Pastors Program has been a tremendous help uh, to the work here in Ghana, West Africa. As, as you are aware, we work in mostly in the villages. All our churches are in the villages, so the income level of the people is very small. So to take care of the pastors has been a, a big problem for all of us. So the Horizon Church coming up with that project, a rural pastor support, has been a tremendous help. And we are able to take care of the pastors uh, as we go along. So we thank you so much for the rural pastors program. And how long has the church been helping with the rural pastors? Oh, that's so many years ago. Over. I would say over 15 years, 20 years, yes. And how yes. many how many communities do you now have pastors in because of the rural pastors yeah, we, program? Yeah, we, we have a, we have 25 branch churches right now in the various places. Uh, some in Takrade, some in the No. Most of the churches, though, are in the villages. Today I'm going to introduce to you in Amala, in Nigeria. This is a pastor. Yes. Pastor Goodman, Innocent. Innocent Goodman? Yes. That's a great name. <laughs> so, it, Pastor, uh, can you tell me what difference it makes to you and your family to receive some support from God? Wow. It's something that uh, I don't know exactly the right words to express and explain the, the kind of help that has been to my family. It helps me to pay the fees for my children in the school and also it's a very big help put food on our table it has been so wonderful each month we receive support we are refreshed we are encouraged both spiritually physically otherwise and what is your name sir my name is uh, pastor henry also and what is the name of this area this is a uh, Obala. Obala? Okay, you say it better. In Ngobala local government area. And this, this church name? Obala Gospel Missionary Church. In this local branch of GMC Church here, honestly, 
God has been helping us, God has been sustaining us despite the challenges of environmental conditions and problems. Yeah. But with God, we're able to overcome certain problems. Yeah. Believing God that we will also make it. Yeah. For we believe that if God is by our side, nobody will ever be against us. Amen. By every heart. Since I came here, uh, God has favored us by adding more souls to Good. this church. Uh, that is why we saw it that it's, uh, it's a need for us to expand the church. Right. Because we have grown the, the house. The, grown, the hall. Yeah, the yeah, the members have grown the hall. Good. So we want to expand it. Even when I came here, uh, build, building this church again is one of my priority. And getting people that will come and worship God in yeah. this church. So by the special grace of God, uh, before the end of this year, we'll start something. Church family, these are the kind of people that are working and laboring and we get to do our part, they do their part, and together the kingdom of God advances because of their work and your work. And together, God is moving all over the world, but right here in this village here in Nigeria. So thank you so much for being faithful. Thank, thank you, thank Pastor. You, God bless you. Yes, sir. And we look forward to your continued growth and success. Amen. Yes, amen. Amen. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What do you mean glorify your Father in heaven? See, that's the other part of the good works that we do. There's the in heaven part. There's certainly the part that as people experience the goodness of God, that they would begin to look and see, perhaps there is a God who, who, who's created me. Perhaps there's a God who has been good to me. Perhaps there's something more than what I see. And that's the other part in heaven, though. Uh, we cannot forget that everyone spends eternity somewhere. That's why we do what we do. There is more to this life than this life. As a church, we are engaged in the most important mission on the planet. Things that have eternal things of that have eternal value and significance. Our legacy is that we want to see literally thousands upon thousands of people come to know Jesus locally, regionally, and around the world. And in one day, you, all of us, will get to meet Jesus. Matthew six four says that your Father who sees what is done in secret, because will reward you openly because many of you will write checks and give money and serve with your time and ser serve with your talent and serve with your treasure and nobody will ever see you and you might not get a reward on this side of heaven but one day we will stand before Jesus in Matthew chapter 25 there's a picture of what it might look like one day when we stand before Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus like I am, I hope that you hear Jesus say as that story talks about well done good and faithful servant. You did what I asked you to do. I'm so proud of you. I gave you so much and I, I gave you uh, so much that you could enjoy, but more than that, you did something with it. I wanted you to use what I gave you to get as many people as possible into heaven to come to know Jesus. And family, when you participate, when you give of your time, of your talent, of your treasure, I believe that one day you will stand before God and He will say, thank you. That one, and that one, and that one. They're here because of you. And this one over here, and this one. I, I can imagine that they will be streaming in before you and saying thank you for giving and Jesus saying thank you for serving, thank you for loving, thank you for being generous, and thank you for living for legacy. 
And that's why we call you to be generous. That's why I'm not shy to ask you to live for legacy. I don't mind asking you to be generous with your time, talent, and treasure. Because we're not going to retreat from darkness. We're moving forward to let our light shine. We are not move, will not be moved back. We will not be shaken. We will not stop. Because we're asking, not for our name, but we're asking for others. We're asking for the widows and orphans who've lost husbands and dads to AIDS and have been forced off their land. We're asking for the disabled one in Uganda so that they can rise out of the dust to find dignity through the love and provision of mobility. We're asking for those that have yet to find the hope and life that's found in Jesus. Maybe your friend, maybe your friend, family member, maybe your, your neighbor. We're asking for the prisoners that need to find the life-transforming power of Jesus. We're asking for those in our region that go to bed at night wondering if there's any point to life. We're asking for those in Nigeria that need treatment by the only doctor in their area that we help support. We're asking for those in our nation that have no idea that they can know God, that they can find freedom, and that God can change their life. We're asking for those with disabilities and their families that come night to shine 2020, they can know that they're loved by God and that they are seen. We are the church. We are called to be the light of the world. Let's let our light shine to our neighbors, to our plus ones, to our sons and our daughters, to our nation, to around the world, reaching people and touching lives with the light and the power of the gospel of Jesus. We still believe that Jesus changes lives. We still believe that Jesus can change a family. We still believe that Jesus can set an addict free. We still believe that Jesus can bring hope into hopeless situations. We still believe that Jesus can reconcile families. We still believe that Jesus can change a city. We still believe that the power of the light of Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it because our legacy is inspiring, transform lives and nations through Jesus. But this is a we thing. This is not a me thing as we sacrifice, as we sow, as we give as we let our light shine. We need every one of you to do your part, not equal gifts, but equal sacrifice. The world needs you, me, us, to engage in the purpose of God for our lives. We are believing God for miracles through yes. your giving. Yes. We've seen it before, yes. and I know that God is so faithful, he will do it again. We are believing God to increase the legacy harvest in lives through your sacrificial generosity. We're gonna give here in a moment, give you the opportunity to give. It's one of the, to me, the most exciting part of the service is where Amen. we get to give. That's right. Notice I said, get to give. So I invite you to grab your little legacy card and your horizon envelope there. So again, if you're giving cash today, you fill that out and get a tax deductible uh, donation. 
tithes and your generosity and you can designate it to local missions which we've talked about to regional and national missions or to global missions and we ask you to give to categories rather than being super specific because the need changes every every month often and so we give us more freedom to to uh, use it in those areas and your pledge card again is for you to write your own legacy pledge take that home and by God's grace as we heard at the beginning where Chris said God I'm gonna do this I'm gonna set a, a pledge before you and trust you to make help me in the middle of that and God empowering me put that on your fridge or in your wallet or uh, on your mirror in the morning where you'll see it and say God help me uh, and then you will tear that off and put it in an envelope as well just the amount not your name nothing like that locally we were we're, we're believing God for fifty thousand uh, dollars in cash and pledges to uh, for hampers for our adopted school for night shift for night to shine for prison visitation regionally our dream is to plant or help plant 34 churches and campuses around uh, our nation 21 churches or campuses in BC one in every capital city in Canada but you got to start somewhere our main focus for 2020 we will be planting a new campus in Princeton BC we will be sending out Jen and Praxis Borja and Joel and Lana Fortune sometime in 2020 our denomination has agreed to help fund the building updates and renovations to help provide a new welcoming space our responsibility will be to provide some support for these families while they secure local jobs. We will also be looking to be doing strategic ministry events to build a strong and healthy campus there by God's grace. Every church deserves, or every community deserves a life-giving church. Yes. And then, in addition, we have Nick and Sarah Arkley who have come here in June of this year as church planting pastors who sold and left everything in the United Kingdom and came to plant a church in Metro Vancouver, which is incredible. Left family, left home, left everything. Jesus brought them in connection to us and we will be their sending church with a plan to launch in September 2020 in South Surrey. There they are. Good. Yeah. And globally, every year $40,000 is our commitment to rural pastors to leaders to the doctor the hospital and all the other things mentioned the bare minimum is 40 but we're believing God for 60,000 because Ghana and Nigeria for their schools both need a new bus so we're going to work with some other partners and help fund a replacement bus in the area of around $20,000 so the summary sheet Jordan legacy faith goals lo locally 50,000 Regional and national, 75,000. Globally, 60,000. So I'm going to take, take your pledge card, take your giving envelope. I'm going to pray. And then while I'm praying, the ushers can come. And ask, hopefully you've already, but maybe this is, you just got here this morning and you weren't aware of it. Uh, you're going to pray about it in this moment. Uh, and when you pray and ask God, because here's the thing. No one should give under a compulsion or pressure from me. But you should respond to the convicting and moving of Holy Spirit. Ask Him, and He will help you and empower you to give as He wants you to give. Because we're not asking so that the name of Horizon Church could be great. We're not asking so that our name personally could be great. We're asking so that the light could shine and that people could see the good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. And that one day there will be a legacy that outlives any of us in the room. 
of people responding to Jesus, of families being transformed, of widows being fed, and orphans growing to know that they're loved and they're seen. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to join together and leave a legacy, to be a people that leave a legacy, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity it is to partner with you, to see people's lives transformed, to the power of the gospel, the light of the gospel, to bring hope, to bring reconciliation, to bring uh, those that are outside of family into family, to, to, to that the marginalized would find a place right in the center of our lives, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you that you came as the light of the world and brought hope and life and light into our lives, and that through your through your power that we can bring light and life and hope and point people to your goodness and your kindness and salvation that's found in you. And Lord, I pray that as we give, that you would do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, think, or eat, and even imagine. Thank you for the surprises that are coming at us in 2020, things that we're not even aware of. We give you permission. Lord, thank you for your blessing upon our work, upon our jobs. Thank you that you will empower us to give. Thank you that your hand is upon us for good, that you have blessed us to be a blessing. In the strong name of Jesus, amen. Ushers, if you want to come. You can give by the envelopes, as you've seen. You can give at the debit machine at the Welcome Center if you want to get up and head towards the debit machine, or you can give by cash or by your debit card or by your credit card. You can give online right now at horizonfam.ca. You can text the amount to 84321. Are we ready? Almost. Let's live a legacy. We're going to move into a song right now while you give, and then I'll come back in a moment and close out the service.